open up to Philippians chapter 4. Uh, on this day when the, when the world uh, gives gifts to each other and, and gets carried away uh, with all that sort of activity, we're thinking how blessed we are to have received the greatest gift that there is, God's forgiveness through his Son and the giving of the Holy Ghost in our lives to have our lives changed now and forevermore. What an amazing gift. Uh, but I guess the other great gift that we have is this, even if you bought it for yourself, what an amazing gift it is, the Bible. Jesus was the word of God made flesh to come and dwell amongst us. And we have this amazing record uh, that we can read. And last night, uh, um, our brother Brian read uh, one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, when I first came to the Lord in 1981, and I was spirit-filled, one of the first verses I can remember reading, don't turn there if you don't want to, but in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, and two verses in particular, he said, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I remember when I read that, it just had such an impact on me about the statement itself. Uh, for those that are interested, that's called analogue. Okay, that's not digital, that's a 1981 developed photograph, uh, but that's been in my Bible for 40 years now. And uh, the, the, when we read scriptures, we need to read in context, we need to understand why a statement is sitting, wherever it's sitting in the Bible, who said it, why it was said, and the depth around it. Uh, but we should never ever lose for the for you know, for sitting in context. We should never lose the impact of a single verse itself. And I guess to that end, I just want to have a look at a couple of verses here in Philippians chapter four. Uh, this is uh, Paul's uh, letter to the Philippians. And as we often say, there's no numbers in these letters; they're placed there so we can all end up in the same place at the same time in our Bibles. But this is a letter written to them but it transcends time and it's written to you and I individually and very personally. And in verse 4 it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And regardless of what's going on around that in context, it's an amazing statement. And to rejoice doesn't mean just sitting around with a big grin on your face and everything's happy. It means to be well and thriving in the Lord is what it means. You can be going through the biggest trial on earth, you can have cancer and be near death, but you're well and thriving in the Lord, and all the people said. And it's an, an amazing verse, and, and Paul, uh, the, the Lord's hand was on Paul's quill as he wrote these things. But the next verse in verse 5 says, Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. This moderation is a gentleness about us, and the Lord is at hand, is, he's close, He's near all the time. He dwells within us. But also that his return is imminent. You know, it's, the Lord is coming for us. In verse 6, be careful for nothing. I've actually broken this up into little statements, this particular verse. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry and panic. It's a, it's a, a natural thing. We all do it. But the encouragement and the guidance here is that there's no need to do it. Let's try to stop doing it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Now, Brother Solomon shared these thoughts with us this morning. I think I thought he was going to pinch my talk for a minute, but praise the Lord he didn't. With thanksgiving, let's be thankful. We're thankful before we ask. Let's not make every prayer, please, 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 God, give, give, give. Let's just pray and just worship him for what he's done already. He's given us more than we ever deserved the moment that he forgave us and filled us with the Spirit. Let your requests be known unto God. As I say, each of these things we can just sit and ponder, uh, you know, in a quiet time and, and to reassure ourselves. These types of verses, you know, I, I think mountain climbing is the most stupid thing on earth. You climb to the top, you're going to come back down again. What a waste of a day. But they do, in theory, tie themselves on that at a time of difficulty, they're supported by the rope. And that's what these verses are for us in a time of need. And this is a particular verse that drew me here because like the one I read from Corinthians, it's just been a a mainstay of my walk in the Lord all these years. And the peace of God, in verse 7, the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we can just read that through as we're reading the verses and so forth and and we do and, and we do it often. But the peace of God, you just think about that. Fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of those that make peace. We've made peace with God. There's no arguing anymore. And he's the God of peace in our life. And that passes all understanding because we're very much visual people. We respond and we understand by the things that we can see and touch. And we can't see the Lord. We're told that he shall keep your hearts and minds. And this word keep, it's the only time it's mentioned in the Bible, the Greek word for this word keep, is only really mentioned, it's just about one of the few times or so that it's mentioned here. And to keep means to guard or protect with a military guard, either to prevent hostile invasion or to keep the inhabitants of a besieged city from flight. And you think about it, that's amazing. You know, it's like we've got this military guard around us Uh, to stop the enemy coming in. But it's also there to stop us at the most difficult time fleeing from the besieged city, running away from our walk in the Lord. And where does it say here? Guarding our hearts and our minds. You know, inside here and up here behind the eyeballs. The most dangerous place on earth is behind your eyes. You know, and it's something that these verses just draw our attention to these things. In Galatians it says, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, or guarded by the law, shut up unto faith, which should afterward be revealed. And in First Peter it says, who are kept, guarded by the power of God through faith, under salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Just amazing verses that we read here, just in this little passage. Verse 9 says, those things which you have both both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you, which we just read about there with the God of peace. And I'm sure I have been, and I'm sure each and every one of us has been through really difficult times in our life or are going through them. And it's these verses, and verses like this through the scriptures, Uh, that can be just such a strength to us, just a glue for us 
uh, you know, people come along, you know, brothers and sisters come along and encourage us and put their arm around us, laugh with us, cry with us, whatever is needed at the time. But in the end, this is the word of God. This is Jesus Christ made flesh and to dwell in our lives as we read verses like this. In verse 11, he wrote, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content, or self-sufficient or adequate. And we always, I often say, you know, that doesn't mean that if you've got a compound fracture, you should be thrilled about it. It's not about, that. That's it. if you read it that way, that's what I can say. I have to be happy because the Bible tells me so. Uh, more so a case if we have to be happy because we know we can. We know we have the strength and power of God within and we're not going to be lost in the moment that we're going through. Even if we die, we win, and all the people said. So there's no real reason, as I say, that the place behind the eyes is the dangerous place. The Lord dwells within. The Spirit's been given to us. In verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We're not allowed to change the word of God at all, but sometimes I just would love to just tweak it and write it round the other way. I can do all things which strengtheneth me through Christ. I think is a better way to really look at it. It's not about doing all things. It's not about, you know, marrying that into some natural things that we might do, you know, sport or music or study or whatever it might be. But everything that will strengthen us, we can do all of those things through Christ because he's come to dwell within us. But my God, in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And in verse 20, now unto God and our Father uh, be glory forever and ever. Amen. I didn't see what time I start, but just quickly flip over to Colossians chapter 3. Almost finished. Because I love, as I say, I love the, the, the statements that are made. And, and yes, we do need to always remember the context, know the context, understand the context, but also just glory in the individual statement and apply it in our lives. And just four verses here in, uh, in Colossians chapter 3. Uh, so personal for each and every one of us. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. That's not just, you know, the material things and, and the things around us and sport and life and all that. Things on earth are the problem we're going through right now, the difficulty that might come tomorrow, the circumstances round about in our life personally. Let's not set our affection or our attention on those things, but on things above. For you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ, uh, sorry, is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear. Uh, with him in glory and I guess like Mickey was saying we need to ask ourselves that question is Christ our life or is he just in our life uh, two different things so let's always rejoice that we have this wonderful gift and rejoice in it daily and back to thank you